As I was praying this morning and and preparing to share uh, the word which I am going to share with you, I, I, uh, the Lord just gave me a, 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 a picture, a download, and I felt like what, what he was telling me for this tribe, and, and I think this, tr- this word is for the church in the West right now, but, and, and, um, but I know that it's for this tribe. I know it's for this tribe, so if it's a blessing beyond, then that's wonderful, but I felt like the Lord, what he brought to mind was during the time when the Israelites were called out of Egypt after 400 years of slavery. So they had been enslaved by a, by a, by a system and, and enslaved by, by, by those that had become their enemies and went through these horrific things. And God, true to his word, kept his word that he had given them that he said, in 400 years after slavery, I will come and I will set you free. And God kept his word, and 400 years, he sent Moses, and he set the Israelites free. And not only did he set them free from slavery, but he was taking them out of bondage into a promised land, and there was a journey to be taken. But not only did he take them out of slavery, but they plundered Egypt, it says, that after the time of the plagues, that they actually, the, the Egyptians were so zealous to have them leave that they gave them treasures. They're like, here, take this gold, take these treasures, take everything, just please go. We can't handle the judgment of God that's come upon us because of how we've enslaved you any longer, please. So they actually plundered, they left Egypt rich with the treasures from Egypt, and then they passed through the Red Sea, and God opened up the sea and, and, and led them through, and the minute that they were through, then of course we know that the Egyptian army was killed as the, as the Red Sea closed on, on top of them. And then he led them with a pillar of fire at night, he kept them warm, and with clouds during the day, he kept them cool as they're in this desert journey. And this journey was only supposed to take a little while in going into the promised land. But during that time, as they were doing that, he also provided food for them, manna, the food of angels, actually, that they would have plenty to eat. And, and as they were on this journey with the presence of God and such an obvious picture of his provision and his blessing, the people began to grumble and complain. And they said, I miss Egypt. I miss it. I miss the meat that we used to have. We had really good meat, and we could have onions, and we could have meat. And that we're, we, I don't like this angel food. I don't like the provision of what God has in this season and in this moment. And they began to grumble and complain, and it says that the Lord then, he sent, he sent quail. He gave them the desire of their heart, and it says, while they were gorging themselves with quail, a plague came upon them. And of course, as soon as they cried out, you know, Moses and, 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 and interceded, and, and God, of course, who is so compassionate and so kind, as soon as they cried out, then he stopped the plague. But what had happened in that moment was that he actually gave them the thing that they asked for. He's like, you want that? Well, then I will give it to you. But you have no idea what's coming with it, because I'm giving you what you need, but you're, wanting, you're asking me for what you want. And, 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 the, and, the, and the picture... The, the word picture from that was that they, were, they choked on the very thing that they had asked for. And I felt like the Lord was saying in this season, in this moment, that this is a time for us to turn from something and turn towards something. It's always his kindness. It's always his kindness that leads us to repentance. But I felt like the Lord was saying, you wanted to have rugged independence. You want to have religion on your own terms. You want to define how you'll worship and when you'll worship and keep it in your home and do a DIY spirituality. You want to be able to just stream and download and do it your way and when you feel like it and when it's convenient and be distanced socially from one another while trying to fulfill following me, well, here you go. 
And I feel like that right now the Lord is saying, how do you like it? How do you like this DIY relationship that you have with one another where you can't gather with each other? You have to be distanced from each other. You are covered with the very thing that you wanted. Now you're having it in spades. It's in your mouth and we're choking on it, aren't we? We're choking on it. We're, we're actually forced to stay distant from one another. We're trying to say, I'll fulfill the second commandment, not in a tangible, real way where we would actually meet together, not in a way where we would actually know each other well enough or be significantly in each other's lives enough for it to actually mean something where we form Christ in one another because of proximity. No, 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 I'll just, I'll just stream it when it's convenient. I'll do what I do when I wanna do it. It's not really into that. Like, I'll, I'll define the terms. And here we are, and, and I think if you can accept this, and again, it's repenting from something unto something. God is so compassionate. It's always his kindness that leads to repentance. But I believe that if you can receive this, the Lord is saying, don't waste your pain right now. Don't miss what I'm trying to bring to your attention in the midst of this. Did God bring COVID? No. Is, is, did, did God bring these troubles that we're seeing in this moment? No, no. I believe what we're seeing is simple reaping and sowing that happens in, in, in life. He said, in this life you'll have trouble. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. But in this moment, God is saying, don't waste your pain to, to the degree that we are saying, let's just, let's just do this on our own, let's do it in this way. I believe we're choking on, if, if, you, if you can accept this, we're choking on what that actually amounts to. And I'm feeling like the Lord is telling us, consider your ways. Come, let's reason together. Consider your ways. Is this really what you want? Is this really working for you? Is this idea of just doing it on your own terms, in your own way, is it working? Do you like it? Now that it's forced upon you, now that you actually don't even have a choice about it, do you, you like that quail? Or would you like to go back to the food of angels, to the direction of God? and to the commandments that I've given you. So I want you to receive that from the, the spirit that he's bringing it. It's always his kindness. I mean, really, these are such momentary light afflictions if you really think about it. It's super irritating wearing these masks and all of that type of stuff. It's super irritating only able to gather in small groups and having distancing and all that. It's super irritating, but let's not waste our pain. If there's something that, that Christ can be formed in us right now where we would begin to count as valuable those things that are valuable and change from antisocial behaviors that we've had, if we can look at this and say, well, God, what would you teach me in this moment? Then let us receive that word and let's move forward with a greater passion and a zeal for the ways and the purposes that God has as opposed to our own ideas. Amen? Let me share some terrible news with you. It's an interesting thing right now, but in the West and specifically in America, we, we've got some things that are happening, and, it, and it's, it's terrible. It's terrible news. Did you know that over the last few years that the life expectancy in America has not gotten greater? It's actually dropped. We have a, we have a less life expectancy in America right now. Right now, one in four children, 25% of kids under 24 deal with anxiety as a part of their life. Mental illness is on the, is on the rise in America. Obesity is on the rise in America. We see consistent rates not going down, but going up. 
And the, and the wild thing is, is that even throughout the world, even with the greatest middle class that's ever existed in the history of the world, this is, this is just a fact, we have more people that are in the middle class in the world than have ever existed in all of history, yet at the same time, the happiness level in the world has dropped. In other words, we have more people who have more money and more access than ever before, and at the same time, rather than being happier, we have less happiness. Why is that? Why is that? Why are we seeing this? And I would like to suggest to you that unfortunately, not only does that exist in the world, because we shouldn't be surprised, by the way, that the world acts like the world. First John says that all of the world is under the sway of the evil one, but not so with you, beloved. You are in Christ, for the Spirit of God lives in you. So we shouldn't be shocked that the world is acting like the world. And in fact, if we see blessing and if we see grace, we know that the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no turning. So there are people that receive the kindness of God regardless of whether or not they acknowledge God. And we know that the kingdom of peace is upon his shoulder and of its increase there will be no end. So we see those who don't even believe in God receiving the gifts of God and even aligning themselves oftentimes, many times, with the purposes of God. That's all good and right and coming from his kindness which leads to repentance. However, at the same time, we're also seeing And I want to talk about our moment, our nation, and our tribe. At the same time, we're seeing this strange thing that's happening where anxiety is going upward, where health is going backwards, where unity and kindness and respect and honor and all those things, that's dropping. And we have to look around and say, what is happening right now? What is happening? Why is this this happening? And it's not just happening, beloved, amongst those that are in the world. It's happening amongst those that are called by the name of Christ. Those that are believers, that consider themselves believers. And we look through and say, what is this? And I think we have a clue here. Proverbs 14, 12 says this. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There's a way that seems right to a person, but in the end, it actually leads to death. How many of you guys have ever been completely sure about something, told all your friends about it, went and did it, and then $10,000 later realized, you know, it wasn't a sure thing, (laughs) right? Or maybe $50,000, or maybe $100,000, depending, right? How many of you have done that in a relationship, and the relationship ended? We've all had times and things that we've done where we had a way that seemed right to us, But in the end, it turned out that thing died. It did not lead any place good. And if you're still alive, praise God, uh, it didn't make it all the way to the end. You're still here, so thank you, Lord, for your kindness. But we've had those things where we start recognizing, man, the way that I'm going seems right to me. But then we find out, oh, even though in my feeliest of feels, in my guttiest of guts, in my smartiest of smarts, I was wrong. That way was leading to death. Are you guys with me? Another scripture says in Hosea 4, 4, 6, as the Lord is speaking to his people, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because that you have rejected knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you've rejected knowledge. We, we are experiencing right now people being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And there, there are some very real reasons for that. And I, I would like to speak to just a couple of them 
And then I would like to speak about the call that God has for us that is, that is, that is wonderful, that is, that is the answer for that. And it's, it's so simple and it's so profound that it actually gets mixed, missed because oftentimes we sort of assume it must be really, really hard. It must be really, really like unknowable and that must be why we're not thriving and why we're not moving forward. Well, beloved, often, sometimes it's not because it's so hard, it's because we don't know about it or if we know about it, it's because we know about it, but we're not doing it. Are you guys with me? Let me talk to you about something that's very interesting that's, that's happened in our day and age that has, is having a profound effect on humanity, specifically right now in the West. It's throughout the world, and that is changing. It's not just the West, but we live here, so I'm going to talk about the West, okay? Here's something that's, that's, um, that's amazing, and it contributes to all of those things that I've just listed. It's not the only part of it, but it is a major contribution. You know, what, what we see at this time and moment is an absolute addiction cycle that has happened to many of us in line with the rhythms of our life. I believe it was Blaise Pascal that said, an unexamined life is not worth living. And you, you know what? One of the ways where we are perishing, we haven't examined our lives, and, and many of us as believers, we're in on the exact same thing. Our lives don't look really any different from those that are in the world. And one of the areas where we have been absolutely discipled and continue to be discipled to where the rhythms and the beliefs and the moods and the attitudes that we have are almost identical to the world's and that unexamined part of our life comes primarily from our digital life. We actually have become disciples of these beautiful machines that have become our masters. And the the big one is not the biggest culprit. The big one is in your pocket right now. You see, the interesting thing about the way that we've been made is that God has actually wired us for relationship with him and with each other. And when we have relationship with God and with each other, this body produces abundant life. God said, Jesus said, come to me and I will give you life and life abundantly. And how many of us right now would have to admit we're not actually experiencing, especially mood-wise, an abundant life? And I would like to suggest to you that most of us are disciples of pleasure as opposed to disciples of Christ. We didn't set out to end up that way. It just is what happened because we have become disciples not realizing that we were. How many of you have sat down at the table with somebody and while you're sitting there having a meal, pretty, pretty soon everybody has their phones out and they're all looking at their phones while you went to meet together and one person pulls their out and you immediately pull yours out and everybody pulls their phones out so you're together and everybody's doing this. And it just happens, doesn't it? Some of you are doing it right now in the middle of the sermon. It just happens. Why? The reason why is because every time you get that little prompt from your phone, or you get bored for a second, and your mood drops a little bit, you remember that sweet, sweet candy. That sweet, just give me a hit, baby, just one more hit. Your addict brain wants that sweet dopamine. Do you guys remember, some of you are probably too old to remember, but that you've got mail. Do you guys remember that? You've got mail. Somebody's phone's going off right now. I just love that. Yeah. Everybody point at them. I'm just kidding. No, it's a, perfect, it's a perfect example. How many of your stomachs are like, ooh? How many of you actually reach for your own phone? You're like, ooh. When, that, when you get that prompt, what happens is your brain actually drops a little bit of dopamine in anticipation of whatever it is, whether it's bad news or good news, your brain immediately gives you a little hit of dopamine, and it's, it hits your pleasure center, and you go, ooh, 
I wonder what that is. And you get excited. How many of you, when I, when, when, when I talk about that, you could feel that in your stomach, right? You get that prompt, doop, and you're like, ooh. And you feel that hit. You're ready. I need to know what that is. Now, it might be bad news. There's so many bad things going on in the world. How many of you have checked your phone like 9,000 times during the wildfire, right? It's like, I mean, that's kind of probably one that's for good reason. But at a certain point, you're like, really? Every four minutes? Like, I don't know if that was for a good reason. But here's what's happened is we've actually been trained. We've actually trained ourselves to rely upon the pleasure of the dopamine hit, even for bad news. How many of you guys know that knowledge puffs up? I just need some more knowledge. I just need more information. I just need more information. Well, even that, though, is more about the dopamine cycle that's happening in your mind. And here's the problem with this. Here's the problem with this, is when we continue to allow this cycle, and, and it's not just the phone, by the way. It's, you know, it's binge-watching Netflix or binge-watching Hulu, or, you know, it's, it's all of these digital addictions. But what ends up happening is, when you start looking at, if you were to actually map out what your life looks like, you would see a pattern pattern that is, is, is consistent, it is scheduled, it is absolutely, you are a fantastic disciple of the device that you have not examined to see. Who is it that I actually follow? And I, and I will tell you this, that your addiction is marketable. Your addiction is monetized. Your, the algorithm from what you like to look at is it matches and gives you more of what you already like. If you like MSNBC, it will keep giving you MSNBC. If you like Fox News, it'll keep giving you Fox News. If you like conspiracies, it'll give you your conspiracies. If you like whatever you like, pizza, you're gonna get pizza. Are you guys hearing me? And, you, and it, will be, it will continue to move it. And the, and the way that this is created is it's actually set up so that while you are in this state of stupor, as it were, in your dopamine addiction, also there's marketing that happens that it's like, you know what goes great with Q? Donuts. And next thing you know, you're like, dude, I'm gonna get me some donuts. And you know what goes good with donuts? A new iPad. And you're on Amazon, Jeff, send me my iPad. This is a marketable part of what's going on. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm simply saying this. We know that the whole world is under the sway of the enemy. In, in, uh, in Screwtape Letters, it was, uh, it was uh, you guys are probably familiar, I love Screwtape Letters, written by C.S. Lewis. It's an elder demon who's, who's, who's um, mentoring his young apprentice nephew demon and teaching him how to manipulate folks like us. And he says to them, he says, don't, don't do any major things, I'm loosely paraphrasing, don't do any major events, that's not helpful, that might scare them into making a new decision. What we're looking for is a slow calm, mundane walk straight into our father's arms, and him meaning Satan, in, in the end of their life that they arrive safely into hell. Beloved, how much like that is our life where we just slowly allow the prompts and the rhythms of this world to shape our lives while we allow ourselves through the addictive ways that this works to simply be walked slowly and effectively into a purposeless malaise of spirituality where we post often and love less, where we engage less and binge more. 
And how many of you realize, here, here's the thing that I want you to understand, and there's a, there's a tremendous amount of science that's coming out right now. There's a great book you can watch called The Hacking of the America, the book that you can watch. Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. I repent. Book that you could read called The Hacking of the American Mind, and it's written by, uh, he's not a believer, but he, he lays it out for you and talks about some of, these, some of these realities of what's going on in our brains right now that we've actually been hacked and we are so easily controlled. We like to believe, Mark Sayers talks about, we like to believe that we're these autonomous, independent thinkers that really think everything through, we're very purposeful. No, the truth is we're highly addictive, we have herd-like tendencies, and your brain is actually wired to take the shortest route to any given place. So if somebody else will tell you what to think, you actually are wired to want to do it that way. Now, I don't have time to keep going on and on about all this bad news. But here's the good news. The good news is, is that dopamine is a gift from the Lord. But we are called to receive dopamine, and not only dopamine, but serotonin, and endorphins, and oxytocin, in the proper ways within the relationships and the rhythms that God has called us to. The scriptures actually teach us how to live so that our bodies produce everything that they're supposed to do, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, as we do not just listen to the word, but we actually do what he's called us to do. And I want to suggest this to you. I have said this before, but what, one of the things that we find as followers of Christ is that Jesus has shown us that true freedom is only found in limiting our options. True liberty is only found in becoming a slave of righteousness, not someone who just does whatever we want whenever we want. Being led by the Spirit means following the life of Christ. Being led by our own Spirit means we are addicts to pleasure. And many of us have just Christianized those pleasures. So it's like, yeah, I went to that church and it was so good, the worship was so good, man, I just like could feel the presence of God. But then I went the next time and it was like, it just wasn't really the same, you know, they were, just, I don't know, I just wasn't really feeling it. So I'm just gonna be led by the Spirit to the next thing. Well, you are being led by a Spirit. I just don't think it's probably God's. You see, what we, have, what we are faced with right now in this moment is a syncretism between the idea of, the, of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and what we've understood happiness to be. First of all, that's the American dream, not the call to the kingdom. We are called to life in Christ, liberty by laying our life down and living the life that he's called us to, and happiness, which means contentment in his righteousness. The scripture says, godliness with contentment is great gain. We're actually called to be content in whatever area and place that we are for as long as he has us there. Can you guys receive this? Are you liking this? Jesus says to us in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, he says, enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life and there are few who find it. Now, it's true, Jesus is the only gate, so we are saved. But this scripture is talking about more than just that. This scripture is that Jesus is saying, listen, following me is actually hard. Let me just set a whole bunch of you free right now, okay? You and I, to the, to the degree that we have not actually engaged with a purposeful life based on the rhythms of Jesus Christ that affects our schedule our viewing schedule, the things that we'll watch, the time that we'll spend, and what we'll spend it on. Until we do that, then we are being discipled by our pleasures through an addiction to dopamine. 
And you are a disciple of this world to the extent that you have not examined this and made choices to go with the narrow path. To the extent that you are not purposefully choosing how you will spend your time each day in this, you are a slave to your most easy, pleasurable desires. Whether it's politics, boop, oh, what did Trump do? Boop, what did Biden say? Come on. What do I need to buy? Who's an idiot today? Who am I smarter than? Who am I prettier than? I'll stop. You see, we are called to engage with what Christ has asked us to do, and it will change us physiologically to actually receive the appropriate things that he created for us. Serotonin is the contentment chemical, and it doesn't come easy, and it doesn't come quick. Serotonin actually comes as you've lived in right relationship and right rhythms. You begin to have a sense of contentment because of the accomplishments. Say accomplishments. The accomplishments of your life and what you're producing. Oxytocin comes from an actual relationship with another human person. Not in the privacy of your own home with a screen. Endorphins are released when you are exerting pressure, when you're exerting yourself physically, but as well as exerting yourself in a relationship. If you and I are having it out, like, dude, we need to talk this through, and there's, there's pressure is on. We're, we're wrestling through something because we love each other. I'm not going anywhere. You going anywhere? No, but we don't agree, so we're going to come at this thing with, with honesty and integrity, but it's okay. We're having some passionate fellowship. I have some endorphins that come. You know what endorphins do? They actually dull pain. Some of us, we don't resist anything. We just chase pleasure. And when pain comes, we think something's wrong. We, it's been so long since we felt an endorphin. We're just in pain all the time. Ow, everything hurts. We're like made of glass. Is this a safe place? That came across a little wrong. I'm sorry. Are you with me? God has called us to be able to live an overcoming life, but it is a narrow way. And it, and it, and it does look like something. And it means that we actually limit options of other things. Can you guys receive this? So as we're moving into this next session, in this next season, God is calling us to say, listen, have you had enough of do-it-yourself Christianity? Have you had enough of this partway socially distanced Christianity? Have you had enough of going and finding your own priests and your own people online and then trying to do it in the privacy of your own home on the schedule of whenever you want it, if you want it, when you want it, occasionally coming together and calling yourself, this is the family of God of which Christ is gonna use to change and save the whole earth and make his enemies his footstools? Have you had enough of that? Because I gotta tell you, it doesn't work. Are you ready to come to the narrow pathway to where everything is Christ's? And you've died with Christ and now you live with Christ. Are you ready to come and follow with other followers of Christ who will actually make you better and you will make them better? Because I got to tell you, it is a lot harder. It is a lot harder to sin in front of people that love you and be able to stick with it than it is to sin in the privacy of your own do-it-yourself Christianity home. Amen? So the invitation that God's calling us to is this. I want to read it to you from the, uh, from the uh, actually, no, I'll read it to you. Matthew eleven twenty five 25 through 30. Let's, let's bring that up. 
Uh, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except for the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Thank you, Jesus, because he has revealed the Father to us. Thank you, Jesus. And then he says this, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Keep it right there for a moment. Come to me, all you who are 25% of you living in anxiety and fear and pleasure addiction. Come to me, you who are chemically depleted and perishing for lack of knowledge. Come to me, you who are doing everything that the West tells you will work and yet find yourself purposeless and listless and powerless, and I will give you rest. And then he goes on, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, what I, what I want you to catch is that, that word yoke is what rabbis would, would say. It's the teaching style and the teachings of who Jesus is. It's not, just a, it's not just a metaphor. He's saying, come and learn from me. Live like I live. Follow the rhythms that I walk in and you will have rest and life. Amen? And he goes on, I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In other words, I won't require of you to be constantly motivated by pleasure. I have something much better than your dopamine-addicted brain. You'll get your dopamine, but you'll get it in the right way and for the right reason. And with it, you'll get endorphins. With it, I will transform you by the renewing of your mind. With it, I will give you oxytocin because I will bring those that you're to be bonded with in the way that I've called for you to bond with. And with it, you will get endorphins because let me tell you something, it's actually very challenging to come walk with me. Appropriately challenging. You'll grow in stature and in faith because I will actually challenge you as well as I will let you do what I'm doing and suffer in the places I'm suffering with and obey in the places that I'm obeying and be rejected in the ways that I'm being rejected. And as you do it, you will actually grow in a sense of purpose and strength and confidence and hope and hope will never disappoint you. Come, come. So what say you, shall we? So over the next eight weeks, Jason, would you come up? Over the next eight weeks, what we're gonna do is we're gonna practice this together. I'm asking that all of Christ Center would come together for the next eight weeks. And I'm, and I'm believing, we really believe that what God intends to do is to continue that we would have life-on-life groups where there's no one that's traveling alone, where you can't slip through the cracks. And if you are slipping through the cracks, it's because you want to. Amen? Please don't. But that'd be on you. But for this next eight weeks that we would grow together, that we would walk through and we're gonna take time to practice some of these rhythms so that we can stop being disciples of this world and of our own urges and pleasures and dopamine addictions and move into the abundant life that he's called us to in purpose and in healing. Because to tell you the truth, guys, it takes a little while to get away from being addicted. It takes a little while because like, I mean, we're sitting 